Hey everyone, before we jump in, Miles and I are so grateful for all of your support and we want to remind you all to always dive within the limits of your training and experience and always follow the advice of your instructors and dive masters. This podcast is not intended as a substitute for formal dive instruction. We are thrilled to have this space to share our stories and experiences and thankful we get to share them with you. Stay safe out there and have fun. The first of our fully, the first of our fully remote recordings. Oh, you sound so sad. I am sad. I, know, I am I'm sad, sad too. because you have moved away and you have left me with my beautiful weather. Yeah. In my San Diego, and my you are in other places. Stinks. I mean, actually, the sunset's really pretty tonight. Oh, I bet. Yeah. You know, we have those like Kansas sunsets. They're always gorgeous. Never heard of Kansas sunsets before, but okay. They're beautiful. You can see for miles and miles and miles. I can see miles and miles on my screen right now. Oh my gosh, never heard that one miles. before. Never heard that <laughs> one before. Well, when you're in Europe, I'm going to call you kilometers. Oh, wow. Again, never heard that one before. I'm so original, it hurts. Welcome oh everyone to Dive 21. Hello. Our podcast is old enough to drink. We've put enough podcasts out now. I think it had a fake ID for a while, though. Oh, it did. No, it did because of all this, the uh, surface intervals. It's been it's been more than twenty one yeah. episodes for a while. But but, this is dive twenty one, and we definitely yeah. drank before it was twenty one. <laughs> but we never drank on the pod officially, well, except for that yeah, one we, no, did. we did last episode. Except for the last, episode. except for literally except last for episode, we did. We had except to do for it for Hanukkah. We did. We did. <laughs> we did. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. And Happy New Year. We made it to the end of the year. We have a great show coming up to celebrate winter diving. We have our friends from the frozen north up in Nova Scotia on to talk about ice diving, cold water diving, women in diving, and all the great things that they're up to. So we can't wait for you guys to hear that interview. That's later. But first, Miles, as you heard, has left me. Miles, uh, shout out to you for being an amazing friend and dive buddy these last couple of years in San Diego. We're still friends. We're still going to be dive buddies. We'll be dive buddies forever. But at least for the next couple of months, you're going to be diving with other people. Um, I know. So that's what you Thank hate. you. <laughs> and I know you're so excited. Um, tell the people a little bit about the next couple of months for you. Where Where are you? Where will you be? What are you up to? Oh, well, I have a very painful self-inflicted surface interval for at least a month. Um, at the moment, I am in Kansas with some of my family. And in a couple of weeks, I actually go up to Minnesota to stay with some more family and some friends from college. Um, during my time in Minnesota, I'll be ice diving. I'm super excited for that. There is an ice diving festival um, just north of Minneapolis the first weekend of March. So if you're in the area and you're interested, please come join me in my ice diving adventures with my beloved dry suit. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited for that. And I'm just excited to get back under the water. It's been a week and a half now, I am dry. I feel very dry, and it's not good. <laughs> I have been dry for an equal amount of time with holidays and travel and everything, and I'm about to travel again. But yeah, uh, it's our, not our, fun. The last dive we did, we did together. Yeah, um, shout out to you for setting that up. It, it was, was an so amazing fun. time. It was it was Miles' last dive in San Diego for at least a little while. And we got a ton of friends together. Everybody came out, came together to uh, dive with you. And then we all went to a, to a bar down the street from the dive uh, dive spot and celebrated for a few more hours. And I got and pranked. We, you got pranked. That was part of it. <laughs> uh, we should explain the prank because the prank actually came out on our Instagram uh, a couple days ago. Few weeks ago, Miles and I went to a holiday party, and it was a white elephant party. And as one of the presents for the white elephant, uh, there was an adult toy that got uh, <laughs> that got distributed, and someone ended up with it. I don't remember who it was, but whoever it was, was it you? 
that ended no, up? No, like, it was Lydia. That took it home? Lydia took it, it was home? Lydia. Okay. But you, t- it, it showed up at the shores and it ended up in your pocket into the water. I brought you it brought out. it out. You I brought was it out supposed and to prank you. I tried. You were gonna to. put it. You were gonna put it on my tank. I did. I noticed that you did it because did. my dive buddies love me, and my uh, <laughs> our, and your dive buddies love you more because they took it off of my tank and plopped it right on yours. And you went around the entire dive, fifty odd minutes, with an adult toy suction cup to the back of your tank. No idea it was there. I got some great photos of you that you guys have probably seen on our Instagram. Um, I got some great photos, and all of them have are inappropriate. Are, are inappropriate. You can't. I can't. We can't they post them R-rated. without without uh, without a um, without a little sticker over them because uh, so because irritating. because you are <laughs> you were that engrossed in your own diving. I um, was having the best dive ever. Honestly, that was one of the best. It was a great dive. Life. More than anything else, I mean, we saw super cool. We saw a massive octopus. You yeah. saw two octopuses um, making baby octopuses. Making more octopuses. <laughs> and octopi, however you say it. Yeah, maybe um, that was the theme for the dive. It was. I think, <laughs> between, I think it definitely the was. Prank to, between the toy yeah, and, and those no, octopuses. Yeah, no, it was. Kind of a lot, but you know, overall, I mean, like we saw a lot of really cool stuff. The visibility was amazing, but overall, like I got to dive with all of my very best friends in San Diego and just like being there with the best dive buddies I could ask for, that made it, that made it all the more special. I just, the entire time Kelly and I, we were diving together Hayden, me, you, Lydia, and I was just crying. Kelly and I kept hugging underwater, and I was just tearing up. That was up very cute. And, but you um, were hugging in such a way that I couldn't get a good photo where you could tell that it was two people. I know. It just looked like one weirdly shaped diver. Well, it's like, <laughs> it's hard to hug underwater, but like, I don't know. I was just, everyone that would come up to me, I would just kind of look at them like forlornly and just, oh. There was a lot of, there were a lot of, a lot of heart signals underwater. It was a lot of hearts. It was a lot of like, it's okay. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't fog your mask. Um, And for some reason, everyone was like, okay, max, like 80 feet. We're going to get down there and just chill. Everybody sent it to like 110. Just right out the gate. Who went to 110? No, I didn't go to 110. Everybody, I hit a hundred. Oh we, no, people were below me. People were below me. I hit a hundred, and my my depth alarm went off, and I was like, Donovan oh, crap, and I, I def- Donovan and yeah, I definitely yeah. went. We sent it to a hundred and ten. It was, just well, the visibility was so good. Right we just kept going. <laughs> I if know the, the visibility was so good. We just kept going, and everyone went, and then we all we all we all went back. The best part of the no. dive though was at the end because oh, we all God. sort of split up. the 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 rule of the dive was when you and your buddy got low on air, you would turn and head in, and so everybody went in on the dive at different times. So my buddy and I kept going. We were probably the last to leave the canyon, but we got out of the water uh, right before you did um, because of where we were in the canyon. It was actually closer to shore. Mm-hmm. And so we get out of the water and we're standing in the water watching you come in. And I yelled at one of your dive buddies. I was like, hey, does she still have the toy on her? Because I'm <laughs> looking back at the beach and there's families there. And I'm like, yeah. maybe we children. should save Miles the embarrassment. Literal children. <laughs> we, we should save Miles the embarrassment. And I see you look at me and go, what are you talking about? (laughs) Pure shock. You had no idea it was there. And that was a lot of fun because then you had to have somebody else take it off you because you couldn't take it off yourself. And then I think you threw it at me, which was childish, but that's okay. It's all right. But you have it now for all the new, all the, all the dive masters and instructors to come. Has it, I don't ha- know. Do I have it or has it been secreted Ooh, somewhere? Interesting. I guess we'll it never may, know. It may make a reappearance. We we shall see. We shall oh, see. Oh, man. Okay. Well, please go to my Instagram and DM us if you want to see the rated R yes, pics. Yes. If you want to <laughs> uh, see the full version of those pictures without the little <laughs> cute octopus uh, covering, covering the best parts. No, but it was so good. And that's something, you know, like that that day was the best day and the best way I could have ended, you know, that era of my life in San Diego, not San Diego entirely because I'll be back, but yes. you better be back at least that I'll come era. find you and drag you home. I know I, I am definitely feeling homesick for San Diego. 
definitely. Oh, good. And you've only been gone a week. So I have, I, is this my assurance that you'll be back? Yes, but I need to go traveling first, which is, you know, guys, I will be in Europe. So come March to, you know, the next year or so, I'll be in Europe. So all of our European fans and friends, please hit me up. Let's go on dives in Spain, in the Mediterranean, in England, the whole bit. I am down for all of it. And if you wanted to dive with Miles and you didn't get the chance, I'm still here. <laughs> He's not but, as fun. He's not as fun as me, and he doesn't get narked in the same way I do. But he's still. I think a good those are. Advice. I think those. Are, I, I. I'm perfectly fine with that. <laughs> I'm per- I bring the camera though, so true. There's that. True. There's you that. do bring. You do bring that to the table, and the camera I is do. great. I mean, those shots that you got of you, Jake, they were honestly amazing. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. If you want to see more of my photography, check out my Instagram. I just posted a reel of all the pictures I've put up on my uh, on my wall, and they are all available at my darkroom site, which is also available in my Instagram. So check it out. Um, they make great gifts if you're still looking for holiday gifts or birthday gifts or something like that, or they make fantastic decorations. So. Please hit us up if you want any of that. Uh, if you want any merch too, uh, some of our friends have started receiving merch from us, uh, even around the world. So don't be don't don't be shy. Let us know if you see people wearing stuff. If you see us wearing stuff that you want, hit us up. Let us know, and uh, we'll we'll make it happen for you. Yes, definitely. I already started to send out some merch to um, a couple of our friends around the world as well as giving it out for gifts at christmas so if you're interested please let us know and i'll make that happen for you sweet so making things happen um we have for you now a fantastic interview with april and josh of torpedo ray scuba up in nova scotia we were talking about women in diving uh, what Josh does with the military, we talked about cold water diving, we talked about dry suit diving, we talked about ice diving. It was a fantastic conversation, and we hope you guys enjoy it. We'll see you on the other side. All right. So we now welcome on two very special guests. It is the first of our Dima, new DEMA friends to come on the pod, and our favorite Canadians, because you're the only Canadians we know. Uh, we have <laughs> April Weikert and Josh Hustons of Torpedo Ray Scuba at Nova Scotia. Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, so this episode is going to go out right around Christmas. Uh, so, Merry Christmas. How are things in, in Canada? Ah, things are good. We're actually sitting here in the middle of a snowstorm. Uh, first big one of the season. So, oh, wow. theme for us Canadians. Yeah. How much snow are you projected to get? We're supposed to get between 10 to 20 centimeters. So, nothing okay. too crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I am not excited to be back in that in the next couple months back up in Minnesota. But I mean, part of me is a little excited. I think it'll wear off after about a week. It There's the initial charm and it feels Christmassy and all that stuff. But yeah, it, uh, it wears off quick, which is why we travel. <laughs> Our first winter storm, usually you get to see who put their winter tires on and who didn't. Yeah. <laughs> So with that, Josh, you're traveling, right? Soon? Yeah, this Thursday I go over to Goa, India. Oh my gosh, what are you doing that for? That's awesome. Yeah, so um, I'm a underwater escape trainer uh, and international technician for my company at Survival Systems Training Limited. Uh, that's another job that I, I do outside of um, being a dive instructor through Torpedo Ray Scuba Ventures. Uh, and yeah, so... I'm going over there. We sold them a underwater escape trainer. Uh, it's in pieces right now, so I have to rebuild it and uh, then teach them how to use it. Wow, that's so. I think that's a great place. Yeah, I, I think that's a great place I... to start. Of like, you know, tell us about yourselves. I mean, you know, we we were able to meet at Dima, but for those for those of us that didn't get to meet you guys at Dima, um, I think you know we'd love to hear more about you guys. What got you into diving? What what you what your roles at the shop are? 
Absolutely. All that. Josh, why don't you kick it off? You're yeah. already talking about yourself. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm Josh. Um, I'm born and raised in uh, Nova Scotia. Um, I started diving when I was 16 years old. And actually, when I first started diving, uh, I just, I really liked being underwater and I wanted to make that a longer journey. So I decided, oh, well, scuba diving would be fun. So I tried it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, when I went down underwater, though, it was probably like minus 15 degrees outside Celsius. And anyways, I was underwater. It was kind of an overcast day. I come up, complete blizzard. I couldn't even see the shore. So we ended up having to use navigation in order to find the shore. Um, but yeah, so that was my first experience. Uh, but loved it. Um, I joined the Canadian Armed Forces in the Navy, and uh, they posted me out to uh, Vancouver Island, British Columbia. And that's when I fell in love with diving all over again, uh, when I was 21. So I started diving on the island. I really enjoyed it, um, seeing all the plumas and anemones, giant Pacific octopus, stellar sea lions, all that. Um, and yeah, that's where I really found my love of diving. And then I ended up moving back, uh, mostly because of April. We uh, we actually met through diving, and uh, and yeah, so uh, it's just been a whirlwind of an adventure. And um, I got my open water instructor, and uh, that's where I am today. That was a good intro. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Wow, that was great. Thanks so much. I honestly, I feel like I met April and I got a lot of time with her and got to talk to you quite a bit about what you do. But Josh, you were just kind of hanging out and we were dancing. We were having a good time. But <laughs> I had no idea that you were part of the Navy. That's so great. I definitely want to hear more about that. But okay, April, yeah, do sure. you want to go ahead and start off your intro? Yeah, so I'm April. And like Josh, I'm from Halifax, Nova Scotia, so born and raised here. I work at Torpedo Ray Scuba Adventures. We are the largest dive shop on the east coast of Canada, and we've been around 27 years. So my parents actually opened the shop in 1997, uh, and I took over management in 2021. So I've been doing that for a few years, but working in the family business kind of my whole life. Uh, I started the Sea Foxes Ladies Dive Club and we're the biggest in Canada. So we have over 300 members and we try to get out at least once a month. Uh, I also have a TV show in Canada called Jump In, and it plays across the country. Myself and four of my friends, all about female empowerment and diving. Um, so yeah, I guess that's kind of my my spiel. <laughs> I think that's an awesome place to start. So women in diving and that space did you feel like there was a big need for that in Canada in your area what begged you to start it and keep it going and really focus on women in diving yeah so when I first started diving it was pretty much me diving with a bunch of 40 to 50 year old men and luckily I had a love for diving because it wasn't a community where I felt represented. So I kind of made it my goal that I wanted to create this space where other young women coming into the sport felt represented. Um, and I felt represented too, selfishly. So <laughs> I created this awesome club and it happened naturally and very easily, which I kind of think means that there was a big need for it. Um, but yeah, here we are a few years later. The club started in 2019 and uh, we've grown and we've been successful, but yeah. That's amazing. I mean, it's it's great to hear that, that clubs like that are really taking off. I mean, Miles and, and I got to talking with the uh, Women's Hall Diving Hall of Fame and, and some other groups out, out at, uh, at DEMA that were sort of doing similar things. There's a group down here in Southern California that we got to meet as well. Um, but 
Talk a little bit about what it's like being a woman running a dive shop, managing a dive shop day to day. I, I, I can't imagine it's easy. There's a lot of strong personalities in this industry. Yeah, it is an ego-filled uh, industry. <laughs> I, you know, I actually was talking about this last week with someone, and I said it is so frustrating yet empowering because you have these two sides where, you know, someone questions your abilities and half of you is like, oh my God, I can't have the same conversation every single day. Yet the other half of you is like, I'm going to prove them wrong. And this is my opportunity. So it's a bit split on how you feel. And given the day, you kind of have a different re reaction. But it is frustrating. And I think especially in cold water, because we are, I don't know, we're very gear oriented and you need specific things and there's more to it. Um, my abilities get questioned a lot and almost daily, you know, I answer the phone and someone's like, well, is there someone there who knows something about gear or who would I talk to if I wanted to know about this? And like well I am the manager I could help you but <laughs> do you ever get tempted to just throw your resume at him like I've done 10,000 dives I've been in this industry for however many years don't don't you know get off <laughs> I try to be nice about it I really do but I think oh, maybe that's the Canadian in me I don't know but uh yeah it does you get to that point where you feel like or the mansplaining, you know, someone comes in and tells me about that crazy, awesome one time they went diving in Mexico and they know so much more than me. And I feel like being like, wow. <laughs> All the I time. Know, I, I bite my tongue a lot. Yeah. Your experiences are shared, I think, in myself for sure. But yeah. women across the industry um, share very similar experiences, which I've talked about a little bit on the podcast before, but even as just the instructor role, it happens all the time to female instructors everywhere. So I can only imagine being in a managerial role and having to answer the phone and talk to people and do, you know, a lot of the not so fun customer service side of things and, you know, buying gear and all of that. And, talking to people that aren't taking you seriously until you prove yourself. And I think that's a big core thing is that a lot of times a man in the industry, they don't have to go that extra mile to prove themselves. But women in the industry, it takes two steps. It takes 10 steps to do one of their steps because it's this constant proving, proving, proving yourself. Exactly. And we almost have two barriers. Number one, that we're women in the industry, but number two, that we're young people in the industry. Totally. I definitely feel that. I feel that all the time. I mean, in San Diego, the gear's not as heavy, but I think just being in the area that we're in with all the gear shops all around, we have DUI, we have Aqualung, we have people right next to us. And so people are super gear oriented. And with that, I think it also gets a lot of people in dry suits, a lot of people with cameras, a lot of people with the newest and nicest and biggest, best thing. But you get out there with them and their buoyancy is just shit. And <laughs> they're all over the place, right? And so, sorry, Jake, we're going to have to do explicit on this. No, right we'll now. put the, it's fine. You can swear on this podcast. <laughs> it just is what it is. But no, I feel like we definitely see that here too but i can only imagine what it's like ice diving and in cold weather like that josh with this being said and being in the navy what you do do you meet women in your job are there a lot of females doing what you do yeah so um pretty much all the jobs that i've been doing is very um i would say for the navy it's probably a three to 10 ratio for uh, three women to 10 men for the Navy. Um, whereas in survival systems training limited, it's very, very um, well, there's one woman that 
works uh, that's not in like finance or anything like that um, with actually like the labor intensive job part that's where um, is more uh, man man oriented but um, yeah with the navy there's definitely a lot more men uh, but over the last couple of years we have noticed uh, a change where there is more females uh, there always used to be a lot of females in the air force uh, a lot less in the army, but um, Navy was kind of the middle ground. Uh, and now it's kind of upcoming where there is more female, uh, more female diversity, I guess. Is that something that's benefited your teams? And is it something that I, I guess that's to both of you? Is it Josh and, you know, has it benefited your team doing the work that you do? And then April, you know, with more women in diving and more women dive professionals, how do you see that part of working in a shop changing? I think a big piece of it is before I became manager, we had Justin, who was a fantastic manager, but he was your traditional 40-year-old man in the industry. Um, so my dad kind of runs the place you have Justin as the manager and as a young not just woman but person walking in there you don't totally feel again represented so having someone young come into management I think made a big difference I think having me there daily and out on club dives and hosting events made it I don't want to say cool, but cool. <laughs> it added this yeah, like fun, young person uh, environment and aspect to the sport. So I think that was a big part of why we saw this big kind of rise and people coming out. Uh, and I'm like a diehard believer that no matter what field you're in, you need a young woman in management because we just bring this perspective that you're not going to get anywhere else. I will say um, coming from British Columbia and uh, starting to move over to back to Nova Scotia. Uh, that's one of the biggest things that I did see in the dive community is that here in Nova Scotia with April um, being the manager and uh, leading these club dives, there's just everyone's coming out everyone's having a good time uh it was probably the biggest dive community i've ever been a part of it, it, you know we're, we're sort of raising our eyebrows going wait there's a huge dive community in nova scotia i think everybody, <laughs> all the listeners are now raising their eyebrows yeah going, what like we can go Which, diving in canada <laughs> Which, to be fair, when I moved out to San Diego and I felt how cold the water is out here, I was shocked that there was a huge dive community out here. So, you know, maybe to me, I, maybe I shouldn't be as surprised as, as maybe I look, but, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny to me that, that, it, that it exists, but it's awesome um, to hear that, you know, yeah. the diving has gotten so big out there. Um, how has social media kind of played a part in that? I've, we've noticed over the last three to five years that if you're a diver and you're not, you know, posting on Instagram, you're not posting on TikTok, which I won't refuse to do. Um, but if you're not, if you're not sort of putting yourself out there in social media, uh, you know, maybe you're, 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 you're sort of not being noticed. So how is that factored into April running the shop, Josh, the work that you do, um, and then kind of promoting yourselves as divers and, and dive pros? Yeah. I mean, again, social media to me is huge and so important. I have like my personal social media account I also have one for the shop and arguably more customers come in saying that they saw my social media which maybe isn't a good thing but it gets people through the door so we'll call it a win <laughs> but it is it's important it's how you connect to young people it's how you get them into the sport it's not traditional marketing but it's becoming traditional marketing and you ask some of the older folks in this industry and they're like oh social media isn't important don't worry about it focus on this blah 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 I had someone I knew tell me social media is not a success and it is not worth to be celebrated um when it 
entirely is. People are making full careers out of social media and it promotes the business. It promotes the sport overall, huge win. So I, I definitely try to stay very active on social media. April's a lot more active than I am on social media. I kind of repost what she posts. Um, <laughs> it's my I'm the repost same way, account. I'm the same way. My, Miles posts something. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll hit share. Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. Feel, but it was cool. I mean, going to Dima, I think I said this in one of the episodes like a couple weeks ago, but going to Dima and seeing everyone else's social medias and seeing different strategies really made me more excited about our social media and, you know, just like small strategies and things that like, you don't have to do this big, huge, long YouTube episode or a big, huge thing. It, It doesn't have to take that long to still be really good and to still get quite a few views, just as long as it's on like the same trend that's going on in the moment and you're hitting it at the right time. I think that's the biggest thing more than anything. I don't, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, well, like they said, just post it, right? Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> you, you don't, yeah, you don't know, you know, something that you put so much effort into, it might flop, and uh, something that you're like, ah, eh, well, you know, it's kind of good. I haven't posted anything today. All right, I'll just post it, and then it goes viral. You know, you never know. No, you, you never know never what the know. Yeah, you it's really know. annoying when that happens. Yeah, <laughs> it's really the it's worst. Really annoying. But- <laughs> This one wasn't yeah. that good. How did it get so many more views than this other one that I worked for an hour on? <laughs> all, my, all my beautiful dumps of all these great photos that I've taken that are really, really cool. Not many people care. I post a crappy video and like everyone's, everyone's, you know, losing their minds. Um, oh, so, but it, 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 you know, social media gives us this great opportunity to show how awesome diving is. And we get to show all these cool things that everyone's like, okay, you go blow bubbles for an hour. Well, yeah, we do. But we also get to go see all these really cool things that you may not know exist just over there under the water because you've only ever looked at the surface of it that wobbles around and, and, and every now and then has ice on it. Um, so you, you know, being able to show that off is, is you know, show off what we love is, is something. That's why I became an instructor is to, to you know, show what I love and then show other people, help them love it as much as I do. And you know, social media just kind of helps us do that. Yeah. So turning a little bit back to what we were talking about before Jake showed up, but what is it like teaching together and working together at the shop? I mean, so I was an instructor first. When I met Josh, I was an instructor. He was a dive master. And I think that was part of why you wanted to do your instructor was because we liked working together and it was a way to teach together. We have different teaching styles, but they kind of complement each other. A lot of people have told me my teaching style is very nurturing and sweet, Uh, whereas I think Josh is a bit more like to the point, this is what we're doing. Um, So I think because of that, they just mesh really well so yeah when I send them crying she can nurture them (laughs) but uh yeah we have a lot of fun teaching together and getting to pull experiences that we've both had and but then we also get to I guess spend time together which as a couple who are busy and working a lot in this industry is it's nice yeah, when we're both passionate about the sport, it's uh, really nice that we can share that together. And um, and like she was saying, I'm a bit more uh, straight to the point. Um, my movements are very. Uh, we I was we were actually yeah. we actually were called flight, we were attendant. flight attendants <laughs> because today because of how uh, our hand how, motions how our hand were like demonstrating, and our students were like. You guys are like flight attendants. How you? It's the over exaggerated motion oh, that you have exactly. to make. Yeah, exactly. Is everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it, I've oh, never that heard that exact description before, but it definitely no. fits. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> fits. Know, I, when I you said it, I knew exactly what you're talking <laughs> yes. about. Yeah. No, that's awesome. But, I'm glad yeah. that you guys feel like 
you can still work together as significant others and that you play off of each other really well. Um, Jake and I are not significant others, but we also cannot work together anymore. We have such different styles that they actually clash. Um, right. <laughs> just in well, the way we, also, in the way we Jake control our thinks- students, in the way we talk about to our students, in the way we demonstrate things, in literally where we are in relation to our students, it's all different. So Jake also thinks uh, it, that it, he needs to be in charge when I should be in charge, and so. Um... <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so that's more the bigger uh, part of it than anything. But getting I back wanna- to. I want to come back (laughs) to Canadian diving and April just can you give us an overview of Canadian diving where can you dive when's the best time what is a typical dive in Canada like yeah so we're on the east coast of Canada we're as far east as you can get so we're North Atlantic There's tons of diving across the country. Actually, in Ontario, Tobermory is like a big hotspot in Canada. That's freshwater diving. Josh could probably talk more on West Coast diving like Vancouver. But for Nova Scotia, which is where I've done, I would say, 99% of my diving, it is cold water. Uh, One kind of unique thing is that our water temperature varies so much. In the winter, I've had dives cold as minus two degrees Celsius. But in the summer, it warms up to about 20 Celsius. So it does vary quite a bit. So our summer is almost like five mil weather. If you're a Canadian, I don't know about... Americans, but <laughs> and in the winter, you're uh, you're in your dry suit and your heated vest and you're bundled up. But our, and again, yeah. Well, so our our we Miles and I separately and together have gone diving the last week or so, and uh, yeah. it was. I mean, I'm going to do a very bad conversion to Celsius here. Uh, it was about ten, ten to twelve okay. Celsius. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty consistent in San Diego. It typically sits around pretty consistently between 55 and 65 Fahrenheit, 10 to 15 Celsius. And uh, that, that gives us some, you know, predictability as, as far as uh, what, we, what we need to wear. What do you, what br- drags you back to the cold water, to especially the really cold water? I mean, I love diving in the cold water, but minus two Celsius might be a little, might be a little too much for me. So what, what drags you what drags you back to that water? Yeah, I mean, one thing about when it's that cold is there's no life, really. So our fish, our lobster, they're, they're gone. They've gone to deep water to find warmth. We do get beautiful nudibranch which we love to go and see. We're big nudie fans. Um, but a big thing is just beautiful visibility we have beautiful rock formations so diving on walls and just getting great views and honestly it's also just the opportunity to dive I mean I love diving so much I can't imagine only getting to go when I travel somewhere warmer so it's just you know you take what you get and would I like it to be 30 degrees? Sure. But it's it's negative too. And we're just going to take it as it is and enjoy it. I really find the community out here, uh, it tailors more to let's just get out for a dive. And we're going to enjoy that as opposed to let's go and find something. Uh, I find in BC, like you have a mission when you go down and you're just like, all right, I want to find three giant pacific octopus maybe you know i'll try and find a six skill shark because they're around this area that type of stuff whereas here everyone in the community just wants to go for a dive it doesn't matter if the visibility is horrible if it's minus two degrees celsius the wind's blowing it's a blizzard uh people are just happy to get out and dive and then um have have like a little communal chat yeah 
that is one big thing. Our community is so good that half of the reason we go out is just to hang out and it's a big social thing. So even just to go and see nothing but to hang out with friends is huge. Yeah, it's I, we actually it's similar for us and, and especially personally, um, and I'm sure you guys, you, I'm sure you feel this where it's just I need to get out in the water because I need that yeah. therapy, and I could see nothing. I could float around at 50 feet, see nothing for 45 minutes, and it's still better than being on land. Absolutely, totally. Yeah, I mean sure. we. I we're lucky enough to be able to go after work sometimes even before work other times and it just it makes the whole day so much better it makes a good day better it makes a bad day better just the whole thing I mean we went and even on you know it is a social thing too because you show up and you set up all your stuff together and you go out and you know you come back you talk about it over dinner or beers or whatever it is coffee um yeah, I don't know. It's it's always you a good time. Have a great time. Maybe more hot toddies and coffee in, in, in when the weather's yeah, that Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> For us, it's uh, Caesars. But those, uh, they aren't a thing where you're at. Oh, those are, I, I, don't oh, know no, they're, they're, I know what it is. So it's like a, it's like a Bloody Mary. But yeah, it's more. Kind of, it's, it's Bloody Mary, yeah. But it, it's yeah. like a Bloody Mary, but it has clam juice. So it's like a. Oh, so like, juice, it's a Bloody Mary with clam juice. Okay. And yeah, like, Clamato, Worcestershire, yeah. uh, okay, Tabasco yeah, 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 yeah. sauce. Okay. Yeah. I've had our, that, but I didn't like, know what it just, was. Oh, it's a so I, Yeah, yeah okay. I've heard of them being up in Minnesota <laughs> and ah, um, spending time up there. I do feel like Minnesotans do take on a lot of Canadian traditions as well. Like, I'm a big poutine fan. Love it. Ah. That's, oh, my gosh. It's my favorite. <laughs> After, Squeaky like, a lot, like yeah. <laughs> no, it's always a good time. I'm excited to be back up there and have some poutine after an ice dive. And April and I, we were talking about ice diving in the blizzard, in the Aqualung blizzard. And she, you gave me some great advice that I'm definitely going to use. I'm a little nervous, though. Can uh, Tell me more about ice diving, honestly. Like, what do you need to do that's different what how do you change your dry suit setup all of it yeah so i mean it is it's a full day so setting up the site is a lot of work it's a lot of prep work um which is why you make a weekend of it and you pack your barbecue and you have a great time but you know you use a harness you have lines you're communicating through the lines all this kind of stuff when it comes to exposure protection, uh, the funny thing for us is our ice diving, we do it in quarries, so fresh water. And the fresh water is actually warmer than the ocean. So for us, ice diving is actually warmer than the recreational ocean diving that we're doing on the weekend. We call it the hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, because of that, you know, we're used to layering up and we're used to having all these thermals. But one thing I love about the Aqualung Blizzard, the four mil compressed neoprene is the suit on its own has some insulation where it's already compressed. You don't get the funky buoyancy characteristics of it. Underneath, you'll layer up. Uh, I have a fourth element halo that'll wear underneath it in such occasions. I'm also super lucky and have a heated vest, which has been a luxury. So I want to ask you about that heated vest, actually, (laughs) because I I dove with someone, even in warm water, actually, who wore it. Um, Yeah. I would be so terrified of, because I always get a little bit of dribbles, no matter what I do, I always get a little bit of leak in the dry suit. And I'm so terrified that I'm going to get electrocuted by these, this heated vest. No. So how do you sort of so, prevent that sort of thing? Yeah, the Venture heated vest is waterproof. You can wear it with a wetsuit. So yeah. if your suit that's how, that's were to fully to flood, you're good. Like, I've never okay. actually worn mine wet. I've been thinking about it just because I want to experience it. But yeah, in theory, yeah. you're totally fine. So, so Miles and I both have the blizzard and yeah. I also have a DUI and I, and I switched over to the, to the Aqualung yeah. blizzard, uh, mostly because our shop was offering a really good deal on the suit, 
but also because like you said, that crushed neoprene makes a huge difference and I don't have to wear as much exposure protection underneath. Um, when you do go into down into colder water, um, are you putting extra layers on? Yes. So for example, yesterday we were out water is currently six degrees Celsius, 43 Fahrenheit. And underneath my blizzard, I'm really just wearing sweatpants and a fleece sweatshirt, and I'm comfortable. I'm fine. Um, Whereas ice diving, yeah, I want to throw on, like, my halo and much warmer, thicker undergarments. But you don't want to over-insulate yourself because if you don't have room for air inside your suit, you're going to be cold. You need that barrier of warm air. And some people actually put argon in their suit. I don't know if people do that. Yeah, we, we do. We do. Uh, one, of, one, of our, uh, one of our friends at the shop actually does it. Um, okay. Who actually has been on this podcast, Emily. Oh. Uh, Emily, Emily uses argon in her suit. And what does she think? Does she, uh, she loves difference? it. She loves it. She does it in her DUI suit. Um, okay. So it, and, and she's got, a, I believe, the, the Trilam um, okay. suit. Okay, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, she loves it. She said it's better. It's definitely better than air. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe if I, if I go back to using my DUI suit. Yeah. It's warmer coming out of the tank. So in theory, it makes sense. Personally, I don't notice a difference, but I wonder if it's just so cold where we're at that. You could use, you could use heated air and it wouldn't matter. probably yeah i don't know we use a lot of hot paws like the shaker hot paws a lot of those feet hands in the dry gloves um but yeah oh that was gonna be my next question dry gloves and dry hoods you gotta wear them uh no dry hoods well i guess like a wet dry hood i wear a a 10 mil thick uh waterproof hood which has been a game changer i used to wear a 7 mil hood Switch to the 10 mil. Can't hear a thing, but I'm warm. <laughs> Just yelling across the water. You're right in front of each other and you're screaming at each other because you can't hear anything. Exactly. <laughs> but Josh dives a Trilam. He's in a Hollis. Yeah, I'm in a Hollis DX300X and uh, I have a 300 gram Nord um, undergarments underneath. And um, I use Arctic wool socks with it. And I'm always comfortable. Um, the only time I pretty much take that off is when it's starting to become summertime, and then I'm and then I'm wetsuit diver with a uh, seven mil. So, so you're just a natural furnace, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> I do run warm. I do run warm. Yes, yeah, sure. yeah. But hot yeah, paws are are great. You know, sometimes when um, when your hands are really cold. I mean, I, I do have wool wool gloves underneath my dry gloves. But um, yeah, hot paws are really nice. The only thing about hot paws is you got to make sure if you're gonna wear if you're gonna wear a chest uh, hot paw, you want to make sure don't later. use nitrox because it works on oxygen. So oh. if you start increasing the oxygen, it's going to burn your chest. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Hot tip. I it's hadn't even tip. thought about it. The hot tip. Yeah, it's the hot tip of the day. Don't so, burn yourself on nitrox. A lot of people, I think, listening don't know what it entails of, like, getting out on the ice and mm. how to start when you get there. How do you make this weekend out of it? Because yeah. I've seen an auger and I've seen fish houses and the whole thing, <laughs> but I don't think a lot of people have. So can you go into a little more detail of, like, Pro tip is a chainsaw. Weekend? Yeah, so, Ooh, forget the augers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so typically what we do is um, we'll go out, we'll survey the area and where we're going to go. Uh, we'll check the ice, um, you know, a little shuffle on the ice to make sure that you don't hear any cracking. Uh, and, and see uh, how thick it is. Yeah, see how thick it is. Um, we will have an auger and we'll cut basically safety holes so we can see where the bubbles are going. Uh, we'll also, if there's snow on the ice, we'll start making lines. And then you can see from underneath um, the water, you can see exactly where you are. So different lines uh, equals different amount of feet out. Um, to make the hole to get in the ice, we use a chainsaw. So we take the oil out of the chainsaw and put mineral oil in it. Uh, so it's a bit more environmental. 
and then we cut a triangle in the ice. So um, that's where our hot tub is. And then we put pallets around there so our feet don't get cold while there's uh, line tenders. It also helps you from slipping when you're tending because if you're standing on the ice, it, it gets wet and slippery. So standing on the pallets really helps. Um, one thing I mentioned to Miles when we were talking uh, on Instagram was I actually wear like rubber boots over my dry suit when I'm on the ice because it keeps me higher up and keeps my feet a bit warmer because if you're directly on the ice, it just goes right through you and you freeze. Yeah. And I wear minus 40 muck boots uh, while I'm, while I'm out there as well. We have Converse uh, that we wear over our dry, over our dry suits. Um, Yeah. It it was, it was a habit I picked up from another instructor and I was like, well, if I'm going to look this good, I'm going to look even better. I'm going to get some Converse. Um, and, uh, and, and I love them. They're no miles, miles, miles are, are way cuter. They're, they're shiny and sparkly. Cause of course they are. <laughs> um, and, uh, no, they're, they're great, but th- that's really, I hadn't at all thought about keeping your feet separated from the ice, uh, yeah. to, to make sure that your feet don't freeze. Um, sitting are, on the ice because you have a safety diver at all times when ice diving. Right. So someone who's fully kitted up ready to get in at any second need be. Um, but a couple of years ago, I was safety diving and I'm just sitting on the ice on the side of the hole. And I'm like, I've never been so cold, but it's because you're sitting directly on ice for let's say an hour and it's literally just radiating through you. So yeah. to stay off the ice is key. So is there, I can imagine that some of the dive lights and other equipment that we carry with us out here probably wouldn't work in icy or just generally cold, you know, much colder conditions than where we are now. Are there, are there pieces of gear that you've had to swap out for cold specialized gear? Honestly, I think the biggest thing is regulators. Uh, you want to make sure that you've got an environmental seal I use Eagle F8s and last year's ice course could have been a commercial for them because every single person who didn't have F8s were free flowing all day, but (laughs) all the F8s were holding strong. So interesting, but that's the big one. I would say is your regulator. Just make sure that you've got a good cold water rig, dry suit. But as for like, batteries for the most part they're okay just take into account that they're going to die a lot faster one of the big considerations you have to uh, worry about is if like you're using a camera Mm -hmm. or uh, let's say if you have a gopro um, if there's no heater in that um, in that actual housing then it dies really quick you're going to have to make sure you have extra batteries on hand yeah, that even happens out here. I've been diving on, uh, I've been diving on wrecks, and I, I start the video on one end of the wreck, and by the time I get to the other end of the wreck, you know, it's three hundred, maybe a hundred meters, and uh, three hundred feet, and uh, by the time I get to the other end of the wreck, the video, the video is over. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, oh great, now I'm just carrying this useless piece of gear around for the next forty minutes. Exactly. Um, but no, that's, a that's, a, that's a really good. Yeah, exactly. When we it's film just, our it's just wait. show. When we film our show, all the uh, underwater stuff, we just shoot on GoPro and our producer hands out GoPros and he keeps about 20 spare batteries because we're constantly popping up, putting a new one in and going yeah. off. Tell us a little bit. So tell us a little bit about your show. Yeah. So the show is called Jump In. We just wrapped season two, but we're on for 10 seasons right now. We play all across Canada on local networks. We're hoping to get on some streaming service or streaming services when we finish season three because they like to buy them in bundles. 
Uh, but yeah, it's myself and four of my friends and all of our diving adventures, mainly Canada, but we've also done episodes in Bahamas, Mexico, Egypt. So we do some travel in there as well. But yeah, all about promoting women in diving. I'm behind I think Miles is about to make a pitch for a, a San Diego okay. trip. I was going to say, I was like, well, one, I want to do this with you. Please come to San Diego. Two, I'm going to watch it right after this. I'm going to Google and figure out how to stream it in my house. <laughs> I'll send you a link. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, yes. please. Send me the link. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. We'll post the we link. Will, and we will include Instagram the link. Yeah. Awesome. We'll, we'll include the link in the show notes as well. There we go. Um, curious, what's the coldest you've ever dove in? Yeah, so my coldest is minus two Celsius, uh, which is literally the temperature that the ocean starts to freeze at. So at that point, the ocean is getting slushy and you're getting layers of ice. Um, But yeah, that's honestly plus two Celsius to minus two Celsius. You don't notice that much of a difference. It's just cold. Yeah, at that point, it's just cold. Minus two Celsius. (laughs) So when, when you're at minus two and the ocean's getting a little slushy, is it weird? I mean, do you, can you feel like this swimming is different? Yeah. So usually what happens, you get in, the surface is slushy. You have like brash ice, which you, you have to be careful with because the last thing you want is that brash ice to become solid ice. Uh So we do take into account currents and how cold it is outside because we don't want to go under for a dive and come back and we're frozen over. So you do have to be careful. But typically once you get down a few feet, it's warmed up a degree or two and then it's just salt water. Uh, It can be really dark underneath because the sun can't penetrate the same. Uh, But we usually have really good visibility in the winter. So it's a perk. One of the interesting things about that actually is that um, that type of ice is most of the time there's a lot of fresh water in there. Mm. So you're going to get a big halo climb. And then once you get a, that through that halo climb, you end up getting into that thermocline because the uh, temperature is starting to increase as yeah. you're going down. That's so cool. It's just, there's so much about super cold water diving that I don't think a lot of people know, because when you think about diving, I think everybody's main picture in their head is Fiji and Tahiti, and they don't think about all the cool things that come with cold water diving. And so with that, what's the best season in Canada, in Nova Scotia? What do you, when's your favorite time? Such a hard question. I think... I think our best season would probably be August to October. The water is warm to our standards. (laughs) Uh, We have tons of life, like so much to see. I think people come diving here and they're shocked at all the life. You know, you're diving on a big wall and there's just hundreds of fish. There's so many lobster We have scallop diving. You can go diving and get 100 scallops a day and all these things. So that is a huge thing for people. So it's a really fun time. It's warm enough. You're enjoying it. The viz is usually pretty good. Um, So that's what I would say is kind of like our most appealing diving is like your August through to October. Ocean's warmed up all summer. But throughout the year, I mean... Winter, we look forward to diving in the ice. One big thing about Halifax uh, and surrounding areas is there's so much history. So a ton of treasure hunting and bottle diving. So that's something we like to do when it's cold and there's less life is go find interesting artifacts and bottles and things that have been left behind or do big cleanup dives, different things like that. So there's always something to do and to look forward to. That's so cool. I thank you. So like, honestly, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of this with us. Just to wrap up with our last question. um, 
what are you most looking forward to for next year with the shop and then with your own personal adventures? Yeah. So um, one of the big things is we're bringing in the new year in uh, Roatan uh, in Honduras. And uh, yeah, that's going to be a Cocoa View resort. Um, so that's going to be a really interesting thing. We're bringing a whole bunch of divers with us through the shop. And, um, and then there's um, a few of us that are going to go over to Utila and at Utila Dive Center for 10 dives as well. Uh, so that's going to be really interesting for Shout uh, out. the shop. I love that shop. You've hit Miles a specialist subject. I've right been now. there. I love that shop. You have to go on night dives. Get yourself booked oh, on sure. the night dives. I, you, um, what is it? Yeah, I think it's UDC. But I mean, that was my favorite dive there. And to this day, I think that's my favorite dive ever was a night dive in Utila. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. We'll definitely, we'll definitely do that for we sure. Love night we dive, love night dives. So. It's awesome. It's so peaceful. You don't, you're not like, there's not a lot of noise going around and you're just focused on where your light is and uh, your, your air consumption seems to be a lot better for some reason. So relaxed. I totally agree. Uh, also another thing that I'm excited for myself is I just purchased uh, two new tanks and a side mount harness. So I'm going to start getting into side mount here soon. So um, that's going to be, a new interesting aspect. I was feeling like I was just doing the same thing over and over again. And I wanted to switch it up. So uh, I'm going to try this one. What got you, I... what got you to, to, to finally pull the trigger on side mount? Because I've been thinking about it for a while. Well, okay. So Hollis came out with a Katana 2 Black last year for a limited time. And I really wanted it, uh, but I didn't pull the trigger. I was just thinking about it uh, and it ended up going away. They brought it back again today and I said, you know what, I'm still interested in it. So I ended up purchasing it. Uh, and what really got me into thinking about side mount is just, I guess what, what really changed my mind was when we were in Mexico and we did um, some of the cenotes and then just seeing a bunch of the cave divers with side mount and uh, some of the small areas that they could get into, uh, it kind of kind of lit a fire under me a little bit and then going to Dima and seeing all the new gear and everyone's experiences uh, kind of gave me a little bit of fire and uh, wanted to pull that trigger and try a different avenue. Yeah. I got into side mount this past year and I'm excited to no longer struggle alone. So I have my support buddy now. <laughs> That's awesome. So April, for you, for yourself, what are you looking forward to with the shop, with your clubs, the show? What's going on in 2024? Yeah. So, I mean, like Josh said, I'm excited. We're taking a big group to Roatan and then doing our thing in Utila. We have another big trip headed back to the Red Sea again this year. So looking forward to that. Uh, last year, we had the biggest women's dive day event in Canada. So I've, I've got to do that again. I've got to keep that torch. So got to work at that. Uh, excited to film a couple more seasons of our show this year. Um, but yeah, just keep it new, keep it fresh, keep diving and have a lot of fun. That's, that's my goal. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. Those are great goals to have. Yeah, this is just, this has been great. And I can't wait to talk again soon. More about ice diving. I'll have so many more questions come the next few months. Awesome. Definitely. Sure. And then and we'll have you back ready. on for Women's Dive Day. Oh, that'd be fun. Would love that. But yeah, when you're ready, come on over to Nova Scotia and we'll, we'll jump in some quarries. We'll have a We're great there. time. And then we can show you a new fee poutine. Yeah, you can have new fee poutine. You'll love it. Yes. Oh my gosh, you need it. Yes, please. Well, poutine, Caesars. It'll be great. Perfect. Sounds amazing. Back bacon, all the good stuff. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for coming on, and we'll we'll talk again soon. Thanks for having us. That was one of my favorite interviews we've done this year. You say that after every interview, but I do I would because have to, I think I think I we get better at the interview. We get better at interviewing, and I think that makes the interviews that we do better. 
but no, this one was a lot of fun. I mean, it was also it was also great because you know they're sort of our age, so you know young people in diving, younger people in diving, we have that kind of connection. We talked about it, so totally, yeah. Um, I think like you know I I love talking with April. I love talking to her at Dima, and I knew that it was just going to be like right on brand with us and on brand with what she's doing for us to partner together and get on and chat. And, you know, I'm just, I'm pumped to go ice diving now. I'm like even more excited and I'm really excited to go up and ice dive with them in Canada at some point. Yeah. You're going to have to be, you're closer to them than I am. So you could probably make it happen. Um, but yeah, you sh- we should definitely figure out a way to make make that. Yeah, happen. I want to go on some of those girls trips and some of the girls weekends in Canada. I think that just sounds awesome. Yeah, and when you go on those dives, you should always be logging them on our favorite dive app, Dive with Buddy. Yes, no, definitely. I have so many. I have a bunch of dives that I need to log. You know, yeah. from the past month on Dive with Buddy. But honestly, you guys, it's so easy to log the dives on Dive with Buddy. It's more me not taking the time to just do it. You've been a little it. busy. It takes, it takes 0.2 seconds to log your dive with Dive with Buddy. And then all your friends get the notification. And I can even tag Jake on my dive. And he gets yeah. the notification as well. So it's super cool. It's social media for divers. And yeah, we absolutely yeah, love it. It's fantastic. You can you can tag the buddies you went with. You can post your photos. You can find dive shops. You can find instructors. You can tip your dive masters, your instructors, your dive and shops. You can do all that in the apps. So coming we love soon, it. Coming soon on Dive with Buddy, yeah. you can also tag your favorite products that you use during yes, the dive. all your gear. So please look out for that in the upcoming year. Yeah, we're excited to uh, to be partnered with them. And we're also partnered, of course, with stream to see You've seen us posting about them. Uh, they are our favorite cosmetics, sunscreen, everyday skincare brand. Um, we use them. We have them all over the house. I've got them. I've got a, I've got a little shelf over here of stream to see stuff. I know you've got a box of stream to see stuff yeah, coming. I'm using stream. Um, I'm using stream to see even on my long, terrible surface interval. I use their <laughs> leave-in conditioner every day. I use their sunscreen every single day because, you know, girl things, you should be wearing sunscreen every day. I mean, for everybody should, but, um, no, I mean, wait. their products are, <laughs> Yes, really? you have to use sunscreen every day. Why? It's, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, I'm kidding. You know I'm what? kidding. I'm kidding. We can talk we've about had this your argue, skin. We've had this. We've we'll had talk this. about your skincare routine later. <laughs> My skin is beautiful. It is nice. It's nice skin. <laughs> wow, I feel like that was really backhanded. Okay, okay. we'll talk, We'll have to talk about this later. We'll we'll talk about this later. Yeah. All right. So if you want to get yourself some stream to see stuff. Uh, prep for the upcoming year, prep for, like Miles said, even in the winter, if you're skiing, if you're going outside, definitely want to get some sunscreen on, especially in the snow, that that uh, sunlight reflecting off the ice, off the snow can still still do a number on your skin. So, And that brings us sort of neatly to the end of this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We definitely enjoyed bringing it to you. Have a happy new year. We will talk to you again in the new year. We have a fantastic episode coming up. We're going to be talking about ocean conservation. We're kicking off the year on a hopeful note, talking about all the things we can do to be better uh, advocates for the ocean, be better advocates for uh, the fish. Keep an eye out for that. That'll be in the next couple of weeks. We'll be posting about it. And until then, I'm Jake. Miles. This has been another episode of Free Descent. See you guys soon.